Hi mamas and welcome back for another episode of Moms with Moms. Moms offering mom support with moms on microphones. So today's a little bit different. I don't have anybody here with me to record. It's just myself and we've done this before, but I got another story from an anonymous writer who wanted to talk a little bit about her experience postpartum. Um, I think that her story is really important to share and I really appreciate her for coming on and being open of sharing her story. Uh, there are a couple trigger warnings in here. It is some pretty sensitive topics. If you are in a place where you're still emotionally healing, I want you to tread carefully with this episode. And if you need any help or you have any questions, please remember to reach out at the end. Also, if you are new here and do haven't subscribed yet, stop listening right now and go hit the subscribe button. I promise you, you will not be disappointed if you're a mom who's suffering from postpartum depression or you're just a mom who has a five-year-old and a two-year-old running around. This is the channel for you. Okay. Now that I rambled, as always, go get your cup, go get your drink. If you're new here, we talk about taboo things in pregnancy, postpartum, and parenthood while drinking something out of our favorite coffee mugs. It could be wine, it could be water, it could be tea. Today I'm drinking my favorite pink drink because we just finished it up and obviously it's delicious. So let's get started. First off, I want to say if you're feeling anything I'm about to describe, please reach out. After my son was born, I couldn't remember much of that day at all. I remember begging my nurses to see him to just see if he was still alive. They put me on a pain trip, so they said, give it another hour before I can get out of bed to see him. So I did, and I went very much in pain, still for my C-section, and I saw him. I ended up passing out a couple of minutes after getting up to the NICU. That's where my son was. I spent the whole day pushing myself to go and do it more and more every day. But I didn't give myself a break, and I really needed one then. That's kind of when it all started for me. I felt like I was in shock for a week. I couldn't cry. I felt so heartless and emotionless. The tears just wouldn't come out. I knew something was up then. Finally, one day I started obsessing over his medical care. How much did he weigh? How much did they wean his oxygen? It got to a point where I couldn't think and I was overstimulated. And that's really not something that people talk about either. They do not. I didn't get to a point where I could say, I'm his mom, till just about last week. I didn't believe that I was his mom because of multiple reasons. I held him for the first time on December 5th, when he was two weeks old. I sat in my car hyperventilating afterwards because I'm like, why, why, why can't I feel anything? This was mostly depression but I started to figure out that it was more anxiety-driven than anything. My whole pregnancy, I was told there was hardly any hope for him to survive. So in my head, I'm like, why would I think I have a child? Then that got to me so badly. I went back to pushing myself harder and harder and harder, but the more I pushed myself, the angrier I got. I ended up spending two weeks staying up late, all I could, and all I could think about is, I can't be his mom. He deserves someone better. I can't be there for him. It hurts. Why does it hurt so bad? Why do I want to die right now? I have stuff to live for if I can't do this. Why do I want to die right now? I have a lot of stuff to live for. I can't do this. 
What if I ran away? He wouldn't know I'm his mom. After those thoughts finally settled and I could confidently say, yes, I'm his mom. It turned out well, and about the time when he was ready to come home, I never had a baby before, and I kept thinking, how do I take care of one? I'm not ready. I had a baby shower for him since I didn't get to have one, and I was pregnant during Christmas. I was so incredibly thankful, but I was two hours away from him, so I called, and they told me he's sick. And then again, the obsessive thoughts came back. What if this happens? What if this is it? I need to go. If I'm not there, he will die. It's a continuous cycle that feels like it's never ending. I would like to mention all of this is the rage and the madness you get when you need to do a hundred things, but you can't sit there and think, what can you do now? So suddenly you just get mad and want to throw or hit things. That was so bad for me. My postpartum anxiety is very, very, very hard and it's really not talked about enough. My relationship has taken its toll and my boyfriend thinks I'm constantly mad at him or constantly upset because I get so overstimulated sometimes. Then when someone asks over and over and over, I'm just like, hmm, let me think. If I could give any advice to someone who's struggling with postpartum depression and anxiety, even if it's just the rage fits, please lean on your partner. When you can't help yourself, have them take care of you. One thing that has stuck with me that my therapist has said is what you feel is what a lot of women feel you are not alone. Let others take care of you because you have fought so hard to take care of others. Thank you. If you're watching this and you are the one who shared this story, thank you so much for taking the time to get into detail and let us in on a, a snippet of your life. Because I know that you did not write everything. But I really appreciate you for really kind of vocalizing the things that you struggled with and letting moms know that, like, that you're not alone. A lot of those things that she felt, like I also felt, the anxiety of running away and like thinking that I'm not a good enough mom for him happened quite a lot in the beginning for me. So like I could relate to her on that. And then the comments she made about like, and then the comments she made about the rage. I don't know about you, but I have never been an angry or aggressive person until postpartum rage. And it just, it hits you and it comes out of nowhere. And of course, obviously overstimulation. I'm literally overstimulated all day. It's a joke in this house now. My boyfriend will be like, oh, you're overstimulated. Is this overstimulating to you? And it kind of helps that we do joke about it because it like brings me down back to reality. Like, wow. I may be being a little bit too much right now, but she's right. Like, it's really hard to admit that you're struggling with those things because it makes you feel like you're a bad mom and that you weren't ready and you can't do this. And those are the things that you don't want someone to think about you. And one of the biggest things that I can't relate to and if you're a mom who's been through this, like, I am so sorry that you went through this. One of the things she mentions is feeling alone and being alone and leaning on your support. And I think that is so important is don't feel like you have to be strong all of the time and not tell your partner that you're struggling. That was one of the hardest things for me in the, in the midst of my postpartum anxiety and the overstimulation and the rage, like the rage was hard, was admitting that like I 
wasn't okay and that I needed help. Um, those of you who know me that are watching this know I really don't like to admit that I'm struggling or that I'm having a hard time and I, I put on this strong Courtney front that everybody calls it. Um, but thankfully, like, my boyfriend is amazing and can really kind of sense when something's not right and when he made me kind of admit that I was struggling, we were able to kind of sit down and talk and one of the things that really helped me was honestly just getting out of the house, not to go grocery shopping and not to do anything like chore wise, but just going out and getting a coffee. And that doesn't mean like going to the, the Dunkin' drive-thru and sitting in the Dunkin' drive-thru getting your coffee and coming home. Sometimes that might be enough for you. Sometimes you need to actually sit and drink that coffee. And there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. Because you give everything to your kid. You just gave your whole body for them for a whole nine months. You're a completely different person. When you're home, like, that is all you can think about and that's all that you want to be is with your kid. So remember, like she said, take care of yourself and lean on your supports. If you don't have a significant other in the picture, lean on a friend, lean on your family, lean on somebody that you trust, that you know that you can be vulnerable with, that isn't going to judge you. And if you are alone and you don't have a space where you feel comfortable, please like reach out. I'm serious. Like this is why I created this community and I created this channel because I don't think that any mom at any point should feel alone and to feel like they don't have anybody there for them. If I can't help you and I can't be a form of support with you because I haven't gone through something that you did, you can still reach out to me and I'm sure with the community that we have, we can find someone who's experienced the same thing. I have someone who has IVF, I have a queer mom, I have someone who's gone to NICU, breastfeeding moms, formula moms, pumping moms, working moms, stay-at-home moms. Like, there is going to be someone there that I can connect you with and you will know that you're not alone and that you don't have to do this alone because you're not. And I think that's the most important thing that she said in the beginning and at the end was, please reach out if this can help anyone. I want them to know to reach out before it gets bad because it can get bad. And those for you who don't know, there is actually a 24-7 hotline. It's similar to the suicide hotline, but it's for maternal mental health. And that number is one 883 tlc And again, this number is a 24-7 hotline for maternal mental health. So if you're struggling and you don't exactly feel suicidal, but you don't feel like yourself, please contact that number. That number is made for you. And if you feel like you need to connect with another mom or you just aren't sure if something you're experiencing is normal, again, reach out in my DMs. So mamas, I'm sorry this episode was short and I'm sorry this episode was a little bit different, but tune in next week. I'll have a completely different story and something really new and different that you guys haven't been a part of yet and you haven't seen. So please make sure that you hit the subscribe button right now so you can get a notification when the episode drops. And if you liked this episode and you appreciated hearing the story from an anonymous person, make sure to hit the like button. If you have any questions or anything that you'd like to share, make sure to comment below. And if you want some fun daily reels, inspiration, or just kind of a peek at my life and being an overstimulated mom or some cooking ideas, make sure to follow my Instagram and my Facebook. I do also have a TikTok, and it's very similar to the Instagram and the Facebook. It's just a little bit different. So here's my TikTok. 
I'm a little bit more sassy and uh, no filter on my TikTok because that's what TikTok is for. So if you don't want to see the censored version of me, head over to TikTok. And as always, moms, please make sure that you remember you're not alone and that being a mom is hard and it's okay to get down on yourself sometimes, but you're doing a good job, mom, and I want you to remember that. So cheers, mamas, to another Mom's Monday episode. And as always, moms, remember we're surviving and thriving because that's what we do as moms. Bye, besties.